Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning. I adjust it for your time zone. With that being said, for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. Welcome you this Monday, the 27th of December, 2021. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on Sound, S-O-U-N-D, Cloud, C-L-O-U-D, and put in Frank Lomas, TR90, and these calls will pop up. They're now archived back nine plus years. The last several months, we've actually been putting in both the um, name of the um, topic of the of the call, as well as who the host was for that particular date, as well as the day. And if you get your podcast through a different app or service, if you again put in Frank F R A N K Lomas L O M A S and T R ninety. Or put in solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, these calls could well pop up as well. So with that being said, um, TR90 program when you're first starting out is one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals if you're a larger person. You probably will need to increase the number of grams of protein per meal or add a fourth meal where there's 30 grams of protein. Making sure to get 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days out of the week is also really good. Uh, Staying hydrated, the current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for example, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. Uh, The water not only helps your body keep hydrated, it keeps your cells uh, working in peak performance, it clears out toxins, it does a multitude of things. Seven to nine hours of rest daily is really important, and the better quality sleep you can get, the, the more beneficial it is for you because your body does all kinds of resets and it also helps in your weight loss journey or your fat loss journey as the case may be. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables is also another really key thing because it gives you a lot of micronutrients, macronutrients, as well as fiber, which is another one of the things that um, is really critical to the TR90 program. With that being said, I am always looking for information to share with you that will help support that TR90 lifestyle. With that being said, the book that I'm sharing information out of today is called Fat Chance by Robert H. Lustig. Lustig is spelled L-U-S-T-I-G. He's an MD and MSL and... I started into obesogens, and we're actually starting to get into some of the environmental ones. So I'm going to pick up where we left off on Thursday. Smoking and air pollution. Everyone knows that smoking is bad news, yet despite Surgeon General Luther Terry 
declaring that smoking was harmful to health in 1964, it took 30 years for society to take care, take care enough to do anything about it. Why has society enacted these changes now? Thanks to the rights of the non-smoker. We now have no smoking laws in public buildings. All of this is because of secondhand smoke. And, but, and no one suffers more than the unborn child. Cigarette smoke harbors a host of ugly compounds, one of which is theocyanate, a relative to cyanide. Theocyanate inhibits the function of the thyroid gland and is known to reduce thyroid levels in school-aged children whose parents smoke. This might alter cognitive performance in school. Worse yet, Theocyanate crosses the placenta to the fetus and is also found in breast milk. (coughs) Cigarette smoking is is a well-known cause of SGA or uh, small for genital age in newborns as elaborated in another chapter of this book. Um, The SGA Infants are at a high risk for developing obesity and metabolic syndrome in late, later in life. But the chemicals you breathe in every day could be even more insidious than someone else's smoke. One of the most sobering associations and one that might play a huge role in worldwide obesity and diabetes pandemics is air pollution. There is no question that obesity and diabetes rates have increased progressively in industrial industrialized countries. The the counterpart to the calorie is the calorie argument is that we now drive everywhere instead of walk. So we don't burn the energy, another dogma that likes to be, uh, that needs to be shattered. We've long known that as uh, instead of walk, so we don't burn the energy. Another dogma to be shattered: We've long known that asthma, obesity, diabetes like to congregate in the same individual. Several new studies have shown that living near freeways or highways is a major risk factor for developing all three. A long-term study of 10-year-olds in Southern California showed that the level of traffic within 150 meters of a child's home indicated the child's BMI by age 18. What is not clear is whether the air quality had direct effects or whether the degree of traffic altered the child's level of physical activity and thus promoted weight gain. This whole book is about the obesity pandemic and the pandemic it is. But when we talk about pandemics, we're usually talking about some contagion such as influenza, plague, Ebola, or something equally movie-worthy. The pattern of obesity propagation looks like some grand exposure. Could it be due to some sort of infection? Enter the endoadeno virus 36 or ad 36 this virus starts by giving you a standard cold system and takes over your fat cells ad 36 does just what some of these edcs do it differentiates your fat cells and makes them divide 
Standard transmission studies have shown that the infection of monkeys with the AD36 makes them gain weight. And like any other endovirus respiratory infections, AD36 is contagious through coughing and sneezing. For obvious reasons, proving causation in humans is a little harder to do. However, AD36 antibody levels correlate with BMI in certain populations, particularly in children. In one study, 15% of these children were AD36 positive compared with the 7% of normal weight children. But within these obese populations, those who were AD36 positive weighed an average of 35 pounds more than those who did not. This suggests that AD36 might make the obese get obeser. But all these correlations are still not causation. We have a long way to go before we can prove that AD36 is a bona fide contributor to the human obesity. I could go on, but the list of offending agents seems endless. And, of course, let's not forget the most ubiquitous toxin of them all, fructose, the evil witch or the evil queen slash witch of this story, peddling the poison we just can't get enough of. No one can escape. These EDCs are everywhere. we get got toxins in the water, plastics, grocery store, in the very air we breathe, and Rebecca might have been affected by obesogens in her bath gel. Indeed, even animal studies that drink our water, breathe our air, and eat chow made from the same adulterated foodstuffs, corn and soy, are also getting fatter. You still don't want to try to argue that obesity is due to gluttony and sloth, do you? The obesogen hypothesis makes two important points. First, susceptibility to obesity is part of the human and animal condition. These chemicals love to make fat cells, and fat cells love to get filled. Second, obesogens can alter developmental programming of fat cells or the hypothalamus in utero, thus change the set point for gaining weight as early as birth. Even though the exposure might end, the damage appears to last forever. There are more of them around today than ever before. Finally, back to our obese six-month-old. Soy formulas are packed with these compounds, and consuming soy formula is well-known contributor to fat weight gain. The formula isomil is 10.3% sucrose, Coca-Cola is 10.5% sucrose. It's a baby milkshake. Add to that the genistein in the soy formula and put all that in a baby bottle containing bisphenol A, or that BPA. Is the six-month-old looking for more like a perpetuator or a victim? How can we reduce our exposure to EDAs or EDCs? Secondly, reducing such environmental exposure usually requires governmental legislation and public health intervention. Does any government agency have the stomach for that? We'll address the public health implications of obesity pandemic in Part 
six. <clears throat> and I believe we're just about to the end of our time for today. And um, the next part will be The Empire Strikes Back, Response of the Food Industry. With that, this is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, December 27th, 2021, getting ready to sign out. If you're looking to build a new skin business, uh, scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, and one of our leaders at the top of the hour will be sharing information on how to build that new skin business. And I want to wish everyone... A happy third day of Christmas, since this is only the third of the 12 days of Christmas. I'm going to take everybody off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. (coughs) And there we have it, my friends. Why we should be making sure that we have the cleanest food we possibly get. Thank you. That was interesting. You're welcome. By the way, what was the topic of the um, meditation on Friday? <laughs> I think it was um, a circle of power. Let me. I think it was a circle of power. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I, I wanted to make sure I told Frank so that um, we get it into the archives correctly. Okay, let me check. Okay. Okay. So we're having a snow and ice storm here. (laughs) Stairway to to a circle of power. Stairway to a circle of power. Fabulous. I will make sure that he knows that then. Yeah, we're, we're dipping down into the 20s and we've got ice and we've... Yesterday we had a couple inches of snow or we're supposed to be getting more snow dumped on us again today. So it's going to be fun for the next few days because we've got the Arctic air that's causing us to be extra cool. How is it in Texas? Oh, uh, hot. Yesterday it was almost <laughs> 80. It's going to be warm today. We just got back from our walk and I'm going to go jump in the shower. I'm sweating to death. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, in some ways, I, <laughs> some ways I almost wish I had that weather. <laughs> well, the danger of the snow and the ice, I don't like. But it would nice be it would be nice if it was just a little bit cooler, you know, a little more brisk like Christmas. But I'm going yeah. to pull out some cool clothes for today. Cool. Yeah, it was. This is the first time we've had snow on Christmas in several years, so it was. It's kind of an anomaly for us to have this kind of weather right now, but it happens every once in a while, and here we are. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas and Happy Snow. Just be safe. I am doing my best to do that because I made sure that. Um, I parked in a spot that I can get out of with my two-wheel drive car, and I've got the chains in it, and it's ready to go. So we're – I like I like being safe. <laughs> Don't we all? Yes, indeed. Well, okay. with that being said, I'm going to let everybody go. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow. Okie dokie.
Okay. Okay. Sorry. Bye-bye.